0: Surf's up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest
1: invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some Joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a... Surfing experience and ability transform What your supposes up, Buzzy?
0: The surf, Duke? Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham. The only podcast, so far as we know, talking about the brilliance and insanity of 1966's Batman. I'm your host Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today we are watching He Meets His Match, The Grizzly Ghoul, episode 16. This episode originally aired March 3rd, 1966. It was directed by Murray Golden and written by Lorenzo Simple Jr. And the one-sentence Wikipedia plot summary for this and the previous episode is The Joker Strikes at the High School Level when his rigged vending machines give out stocks bonds and silver dollars it's all part of his sinister scheme to blackmail the school's basketball team a plot point and twist which doesn't come up until the very damn end of the episode yeah like it's not Let's clear at all why the... he's doing this and then at the end he's like i'm gonna win some money and you're like oh okay gotcha. <laughs> yeah
1: you kind of get the feeling like he wants the kids to drop out because he wants to use them for nefarious purposes is kind of how they what they lead us to believe going through the
0: episode. But right. then it turns into just like, yeah, gambling. <laughs> Joker just needs needs to fix this game so he can win his money back. It's all <laughs> it's really about.
1: And he, yeah. The the plot based on the money aspect of this criminal wave here doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's given away a lot more than he's taken in in his one robbery.
0: Yeah. Joker's bleeding hard from this one. He's, he's eating this scheme. So the episode opens with Bill Dozier and the character of Desmond Doomsday, his bizarre character he made up for himself, recapping the episode for us. And it's a weird recap because it comes off like Desmond doesn't know what words mean. Like he says, a remote control robbery when it shows the part from the last episode where the gun popped out of the jukebox. But he says it when the two guys come in to steal twenty bucks out of the daytime bar till. Like, it's not remote control <laughs> yeah. at all. It's some guys. Yeah. No. It was. Uh. I love his recapping
1: style. I love his skills. I love. I love the recaps. But yeah, this one was a little bit weird.
0: The recaps are usually great, and this was entertaining. It was just weird. I, I like how it opens
1: though, because he's like, regular day at school, a glass of milk. Not milk, but money. <laughs> it's just holy cow juice. It's easy living, <laughs> and they just
0: <laughs> that should have become an then, another expression. Th- holy cow juice. It's easy living. Yeah, but then it even like, sounds like the Joker. But again, they know they never make it clear
1: how or why it sounds like the Joker.
0: Yeah, just... no part of it really I'm... sounds like it has to be the Joker, and he doesn't really have. I mean. Yeah it's not really funny or any in any way so it really kind of begs the question of how is this on brand for the joker
1: yeah like it's silly so maybe but i feel like they just read the script and realized it's a joker episode that's how they figured it out (laughs) because just like like, a nonsensical a nonsensical not crime to open the episode because i don't think it's a crime to give away money instead of milk
0: yeah but In fairness, you could say a poorly planned scheme. Why, this could be any one of Batman's foes. Yeah, like it's not the Mad Hatter,
1: because there's no hats involved. The vending machines weren't in the shape of a hat, so it wasn't
0: him. Beyond that, it could be anyone. Hemorrhaging money on a terrible business venture? Well, that could be any one of his foes. Could be a Penguin plot.
1: Could be an umbrella factory.
0: So, we cut back from the intro... To find Batman and Robin still aboard the random truck that Joker has parked outside of his amusement company, where they're tied, they're chained to, or uh, strapped to electric chairs, waiting for the slot machine to come up with all lemons so they can get fifty thousand watts. But apparently, Gotham City's power grid is about as good as Texas's power grid, and as soon as they try that, it immediately shuts down. And Batman and Robin are saved because of incompetency. Yeah. But at least they're paying
1: off that callback to earlier in like the first episode where the guy, um, Mr. Vandergilt, is trying to get Bruce to run for mayor to stop these kind of problems, like traffic and blackouts. So and they the poor. that off with a blackout. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they set it up.
0: And it's they really try to set things up, but they really expect you to recall what some random guy who barely got a name said and I just don't think anybody, unless you're doing this, I don't think anybody's paying that close of attention. They're just like, what a crappy city. I like, well, otherwise it's just a little bit too lucky
1: to have a blackout just when you're about to get electrocuted. You well, know, to and be that's fair, just 2 turbines,
0: that's the obsolete water factory exploded just when they were about to be ripped to shreds.
1: Yeah, it is awfully convenient. But hey, we had a blackout just like New York. Somebody made that comment and it was like, ooh.
0: Yeah. Take that New York. Your fictional
1: equivalent we can have blackouts garbage. too. That's right. But the police show up, which is I that really caught me off guard too, that the police just showed up immediately as soon as the power went out. A if police car rolls out. Like, they knew where it was. Yeah, and it's an abandoned truck. Like how do they know that? It's been abandoned for like 30... It wasn't even abandoned. Joker was sitting in it. Yeah. Until, until he heard the sirens and then he ran right away. There. Yeah. So, like, oh, this truck's abandoned. Let's investigate. It, no, it's just empty. There's an empty truck. You're not allowed to park and Gotham's like, hey, finders keepers. Yeah. I found a truck. Whatever's part, inside the it's mine. Abandoned. I mean, <laughs> how <laughs> long are you going to spend on this? Yeah. It's not like it's been parked there for years. It's awful. But it was a very lucky power outage. When the police open the back of the truck and find Batman and Robin tied up in there, they look like they got caught in the act. Like they've got guilty looks on their face at first. They're like sweaty. Yeah. They look sweaty and like embarrassed. Robin's like, "Uh like, what were you doing there? (laughs) And then the cop's like, holy smokes. And then he's like, Cut us out of here before the power comes on, or that's exactly what we'll be. Holy smokes.
0: Come out of there, you horny (laughs) teens. Yeah,
1: exactly. So they escape now. They're in Commissioner Gordon's office, where he describes a mobile slot machine torture van. Yeah, I'm pretty sure any van is mobile. But a mobile slot machine torture van, that violates 17 separate statutes. But there's no evidence that it was the Joker so they don't know who to charge with this vicious crime.
0: Yeah, Batman's just jumped to the conclusion that it's crazy old Spaniard, and he's really kind of profiling him here.
1: Well, that and the fact that, I mean, he's seen him and he knows, but they do well, need yeah. evidence. yeah,
0: at this point uh, he knows, but up to this point, Batman's just been running on, yeah. you know who I hate? is that Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's walking around acting like he's six foot
1: six. <laughs> so he's, they don't have they don't have any evidence but batman produces a roll of tape from the anti-crime recorder because they remember when they set up the stakeout they set up the anti-crime recorder in the trunk of the batmobile well he had a microphone in his utility belt so he was recording everything so
0: even though they used
1: voice recorder voice distorter technology when they were talking to them luckily voice, this voice i don't know if you know this, this
0: didn't work at all so you're totally able to hear it was a joker
1: yeah, yeah, it was totally crappy. But a voice is like a fingerprint. You can't change it at all, even with a voice distorter. So they're able to go to the Batcave to use the anti-crime bat voice print analyzer to determine who the Joker's accomplice is, and maybe they can track him down that way.
0: This all relies on you not knowing what impressions are, because you can totally change what a voice sounds like.
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that that's real. But uh, and they even say, like, this won't hold up in court or anything, but at least it'll give us a way to track down the Joker. So, so- yes. this is, Well, first, Commissioner Gordon makes a comment like, oh, but does your fancy anti-crime computer work with no power? And then Batman's like, don't worry about it. The Batcave has an anti-crime backup generator for just such an emergency. It's not just a generator, like, hey, don't
0: worry, I'm prepared for this. I got a generator. I have an anti-crime generator. Yeah. And Mr. Gordon's like, oh, you and your advanced technology Batman. It's a generator. The police should have one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should definitely have one. <laughs>
0: uh, the fact so... that you don't is an in- another yet another indictment on your police force. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, power's out. So, I they, guess it's back to the lawless old West days,
1: right? But then they don't even get into that because when they go to the Bat Cave now it's the next morning and power's been restored to Gotham City. So they don't—they don't even show the—they don't rush to do this. They're ah, that's a tomorrow problem.
0: Yeah, Batman. Fire, usually, works up the works generator at night, takes work, goes to bed. Alfred.
1: Alfred hasn't cleaned the generator in a while. I don't really feel like uh, getting my hands dirty trying to start it up.
0: I'm tired and my foot hurts. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> hey.
1: So they do fire up the, the technology here. They're going to listen to the tape. They're going to figure out who Joker's accomplice is. And they figure out that it's Susie. Sweet Susie, the chief cheerleader.
0: Yeah, they call her Sweet Susie so many times. It makes you wonder if her name is not literally Sweet Susie.
1: Very well could be.
0: I mean, it's bad news be
1: possible. So, so this news devastates young Robin here. He's just beside himself with like he's acting. He's trying to act here. He's emotional, and he's like, "Susie, how can it be?" And Batman's like, "Oh, no doubt the Joker must have promised her baubles."
0: It's just a, ta- a tale as old as Adam, or even the apple. Pretty sure that the serpent in the Bible story didn't offer Eve Mexican perfume, but okay, whatever. <laughs> He was like, would you enjoy some Mexican perfume or perhaps this pawn shop mix stole?" I had.
1: <laughs> well, it's a day off school. Where, would, where do you think she'd be hanging out? And he's like, I don't know, probably the candy store, as kids are
0: known to do. Yeah. High school kids. Are, are. Batman says it's a school holiday. And I was like, the hell school holiday was here in 1966? Like it's not a major holiday but nobody was dead yet like what, what kind of holiday is this it's just a big yeah, these day. kids today
1: these kids today never go to school when i was a kid we had to go all the time man crazy 60s so now it's time for my favorite part
0: yes this made the episode
1: <laughs> this is where dick grayson goes undercover as billy joel to yes. be- to try to get in good with the criminal gang
0: yeah so (laughs) the way that alfred went undercover in the mad hatter episode and made batman look like an incompetent maroon dick grayson goes a complete 360 the other direction and makes batman look like the most competent man ever born (laughs) because like clearly dick made all of his own choices about how he was going to handle this stakeout so he's like dressed in this ridiculous leather jacket And he has like a little collared shirt that's like half open to his stomach and up around his neck. And he's wearing leather gloves for some reason. He looks like a horse's ass.
1: Yeah, he totally does. But he's tough now, see? So he comes in, he's like, hiya, Sue, baby. I'm here to try to get some extra cash, you know. Well, first he walks in and says, hiya, Sue, baby. Then he puts a camera down like on the counter yeah like a, uh, like a video camera like obviously so.
0: yeah yeah
1: just like hold on i'm gonna set this thing down and point it at you anyway Don't look
0: over here yeah right. right you'll like, see what i just did it's in plain sight it's not yeah. that small
1: no and so sue is sitting there with the one of the one of the gang one of the bad penny gang and he's like hey who's the boyfriend and he's like my friends call me nick <laughs> my dad thought of it while he was shaving, uh, and then he's like, "What do your enemies call you?" Yeah, my enemies don't. He li- says, "What do your enemies call you?" <laughs> like, my enemies aren't in a position to call nobody, nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. Woo. You're like, they're gonna kiss. Yeah, and then Robin's like, "Hey, get a load of this guy, some joker." Hey, and they just like have a knowing look at each other, just like,
0: whoa. Oh, he said the J word.
1: Yeah. And she's like, hey, wait a minute. What do you need extra money for? Aren't you the ward of that millionaire, Bruce Wayne? And he's like, ah, that old skinflint. If I didn't steal dimes from the butler, I wouldn't even have cigarette money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing that Batman's the only one sitting in the car listening to this because I bet Alfred would have just blown his (laughs) top over that shit. (laughs) Alfred would walk in and just
1: slap him right in the head.
0: (laughs) Alfred just would a completely blown cover and just gone in there and set his ass straight.
1: He's lucky Alfred's not like
0: undercover working
1: in the candy store already.
0: <laughs> like, it's a good thing that Alfred wasn't pretending he was the guy who runs the candy store because he would have just reached across the bar and punched him in the throat.
1: <laughs> I hope he's not really stealing from Alfred.
0: I, I can't imagine he's able to do so, no. And if he is, Alfred probably knows about it. And it's like little plastic coins, little plastic dimes. And Dick's like, <laughs> got one over on that old man. And Alfred's like rolling his eyes so hard it hurts. <laughs> and oh, yes, Master Dick, you got me.
1: So Nick's like, oh, you don't have cigarette money? Well, here, have a cigarette. And so he hands one to, to Dick, who doesn't know how to hold it and like has it the wrong way around at first. And then doesn't even get the lighter... To the cigarette to light it, and he starts coughing uncontrollably, and he's yeah. like, uh, uh, "I better sit this round out. I already smoked two packs today." Yeah, and he looks, he's real dumb.
0: It's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then it's like Alfred is beyond competent to the point where he's undercover butler. Well, meanwhile, Dick Grayson needs some sort of helmet on. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's a good thing he's undercover with a gang of dropouts because Sue is like, hey, maybe he'd be a good fit. Maybe we should introduce him to, hey, 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 hey. Whoa, don't say his name. He's like, no, he's a real good athlete. He's like real good at skedaddling up ropes and stuff. Maybe he could help the
0: gang. And look how stupid he seems. He's not be <laughs> able to finish high school. He does. So then we cut back to the Joker's hideaway. No, then we cut back to the Batcave. And, yeah uh, so
1: so he says yeah you want to you know that bar that got robbed across the, across town go there exactly at three o'clock and you can make some extra cat you can pick up some nickels and dimes or something yeah so he's like cool I'm in my undercover work is a success I'm going I'm taking oh hold on let me just grab this camera I left here on the bar and I'm gonna skedaddle.
0: yeah and then it cuts back to the bat cave and it's clearly for a second. Burt Ward's like stunt double, and he damn near falls off the pole. <laughs> Probably because Bert I... fell off the pole like nine times, and they were like, "Okay, you try it now."
1: I think before they go to the Batcave, there's a a bit in the Joker's. No, you
0: know, so the guy Isn't the it... guy gets on his gets on a little gumball machine, and then the wall flips around, and that... then Sweet Sue's like, "I'm surrounded by people who are basically hoot apes." And then it cuts back to the batcave.
1: Okay. Right. So, like, how'd I do? Oh, you did real swell there, undercover dick.
0: Yeah. I feel a lot better about myself now. Thank you.
1: Hey, it's almost three. We should get back to that lounge. That's all they do in that scene, right? That's it's a pretty throwaway scene of just Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, so go Batman drove back to the Batcave, and then apparently hours later, Robin comes back. Like, what was Dick Grayson doing in his idiotic persona around Gotham City during that time I want to learn this I want to see these scenes
1: he probably forgot where he parked
0: yeah he had to walk back because Bruce was (laughs) like you're not riding in the car with me so then we
1: cut back to the Joker's lair Sue is in there getting ready loading up her gear to go fix the vending machines at the school again this is just like a job for her I think this is a like a part-time job like loading vending machines
0: she has a giant hammer she uses for some reason. Right. But we don't know what's going on. Joker and
1: one of his other goons are like talking about her a little bit. And then Joker goes and gives her a smaller bottle of Canadian perfume. She must be out of the Mexican stuff already. She went through a whole quart of Mexican perfume.
0: Which again, literally says Canadian perfume.
1: Yes. But it's got a name. It's a French name. It's a Nuit Sans fin. And Joker's like, it means one endless night. And she's like, oh, Joker, thank you so much. I'm going to put some on right now. And he's like, no, no, not in here. Save it. It's special.
0: Yeah, Joker's creep factor is pretty much through the damn roof in this scene.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Because he's going to kill her. Like, it's pretty obvious. They yeah. know who she is now. So yeah, Or the, the good guys are on to her. She's the weak spot of the, the organization. So
0: she's out. So they cut to the daytime bar. Where the ju- jukebox with the rifle is, and this is twice now on this episode that Batman's doing this. Adam's making this weird choice to have his arms crossed over his chest, kind of in a bat-like position, and it just <laughs> looks strange.
1: Maybe he was feeling a little chubby that day, and he was trying to hide it's it from.
0: Like he's cold. He's like, Burr, <laughs> it's cold in here where these where these three eight three o'clock in the afternoon alcoholics congregate, and then he's like okay, all of you admin and secretaries, out of the way. We have to do some business. You can come back yeah. and drink again in the middle yeah. of the day in just a little bit. Yeah. Robin's like, everyone
1: hide behind here in case we need to use our batarangs. Not to mention yeah. there's probably a gun coming out of this jukebox here when we put our dime in it.
0: So all the patrons stagger to the other end of the bar and Robin Spin puts his dime in the jukebox, and then like looks like he's really looking for a song for a while, as opposed yeah. to just pushing any button. He's like, "Hmm, I like that one, but I like that one better. I want to get
1: the most out of my dime."
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't want to play that
1: song. It's overplayed on the radio. Hmm. <laughs> then it opens up, revealing the shotgun. I like that. The ability is there, so you get the same recording that that played earlier of the Joker talking about booze hounds or whatever. Yeah. But then they cut like joker takes over and he's like meh batman and boy wonder
0: and then batman whips out a plexiglass shield
1: yeah i love the shield because it's way too big to fit in a compartment in the in the utility belt but it makes it it folded up
0: like it is yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it's like because it's folded in like quarters yeah and he just like like reaches behind him and like pulls it out and like unfolds it when he puts it away he does
0: the same thing like he collapses it and just sort of puts it behind him, and you can tell that Adam West just basically dropped it. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. Well, because it's not fitting anywhere, unless he's got it like strapped to his back, but that's weird. Although that would explain why he moves the way he does sometimes.
0: It's <laughs> because of all the jagged edges.
1: Yeah, so it's like Robin get behind this shield, and like Robin like goes underneath it and comes up from underneath, which I thought was a weird choice. But <laughs> they, get behind, they get behind the shield. And are protected from the shotgun blast and then Batman pulls out a grenade and like pulls the pin and throws it at the jukebox
0: yeah the main, the main thing they fight so far in this episode is an inanimate object
1: so then they realize okay the Joker was onto it onto us he's like hey wait Batman how were you prepared with the shield and the grenade how did you know he's like well because you're a shitty undercover agent and you acted like an you're idiot and they obviously knew you weren't a smoker so
0: you're the worst dick I'll they're never use again. And
1: now, because of that, Susie is probably in danger because they know that we're on to her. Your
0: incompetency killed a girl.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he says her life won't be worth a plugged lollipop. And I don't know what that is, but yeah, it was kind of funny.
0: It's like a plugged nickel, but lollipop because Batman's in, you know, they're involved in a candy store and Batman's really trying to impress a guy who. Dressed up like Billy Joel to make him think that he's cool. <laughs> That's true. Again, every everyone in the episode who's not Alfred is a moron, and so they all <laughs> make the weirdest damn choices.
1: <laughs> That's true. But now it's time for the big game, the big basketball game versus
0: discotech. Discotech. I thought they were I thought I was hearing that wrong. I had to rewind it several times and was like, no, no, they're saying discotech.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're playing against the school, Tech. It's disco with a K. Yeah, so this goes on a thing with yet the,
0: with like the music. So yeah. it's disco with a K, which I didn't know was a word previously to the music. Uh,
1: that's silly, but that's the plan. So they got to go figure out, they got to go to the school because the big, they're about to have the big game. That's where Susie's going to be because uh, she's a cheerleader. And of course, the big game versus discotech.
0: Yeah. So, so they ju- cut to the high wait, school.
1: No, the Joker gets a call from Pete the Swede from Las oh. Vegas. The bookie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and he's
1: like, hello, Pete the Swede. Yeah, this is the Joker. What are the odds on the high school basketball game? 20 to 1 for... What are... I can't remember the name Disco of the Disco Tech now. has
0: to win. So he's gonna set up. He's gonna set up Woodrow Roosevelt High to fail.
1: Yeah, yeah. the The odds are twenty to one against Disco Tech. Okay, well, I'll put fifty grand on Disco Tech.
0: Yeah, where's Joker getting grand. fifty grand from? All you've done so far is rob a daytime bar's cash register. Like he <laughs> might have thirty dollars. not to like, mention he's
1: put 50 been giving away bonds. on and he's been giving away silver dollars and stocks and bonds and stuff to the kids. So, yeah. Not to mention his Mexican perfume budget is probably through the roof.
0: The joke is that I have poor budget man- budget management <laughs> skills. <laughs> <laughs> he should really stop hanging around with dropouts and start hanging around with
1: smarter young men.
0: <laughs> Pete the Swede was fantastic. He should be a recurring character.
1: He should just over the phone, though. We never see him. He's like Dr. Claw.
0: Yeah. yeah. You just see Pete the Sweet back <laughs> as he pets a cat.
1: Yeah. Just one arm.
0: So then it cuts to the gym and, and the cheerleaders. And apparently, the Tiger cheerleading team is Sweet Sue and two other people. And That's they right, do two the, other 30 year
1: old high school students.
0: Yeah. They do the crappiest, most uninspiring cheer I've ever heard i didn't write it down but it was not inspiring like if you were <laughs> if the chips were down and it was like we got to rally the team and they went out and did that they're just gonna lose
1: yeah no they're not very good cheerleaders
0: it's for all sure. over now although maybe cheerleading
1: wasn't as big in the 60s as it is you know and and like bring it on or whatever in those movies
0: i would still think that the, the point was to, would be to like you know shore up team spirit not make you feel bad for the cheerleaders (laughs) Uh,
1: so batman and robin race in they're trying to catch sue to tell her like hey joker's on to you don't wear any canadian perfume but she's like runs away into the girl's locker room so they're like chase her get her catch her no Uh, i don't think we can go in there
0: she's gone i know right but then she comes but
1: luckily she comes in like falls out the door with this poisoned perfume so she's they're able to like they don't have to go in the the girl's locker room or find an adult lady to go in and drag her out for them
0: yeah we they're need to, to find her. A, a matronly woman who will go in and get her for us
1: where's aunt harriet when you need her all right so she was poisoned and then the uh, word gets back to the joker and his crew that it worked uh, she's dead susie's dead i saw her loaded on the meat wagon and like joker's kind of like sad for a second and then he gives a guy an exploding cigar and then he's like happy again <laughs> i'm my old self again
0: he's like a violent child
1: <laughs> so then they cut back to the school again and the basketball practice is just finishing up and it's just five guys like gathered around the net like
0: they take like two shots and like hey we better calm down. We don't want to waste all our energy for the big game. And in true Gotham fashion, it's five white guys who are all terrible at this. They're Gotham's best hope to win the big high school basketball game.
1: You think you could find five better 30 year old high school students to play basketball, but they can't. So, but they're, they're 20 to one. They're going to win. They say they're going to win by 50 for Sue because they're still practicing. They're like, Hey, that cheerleader just died. And got hold out of here on the meat wagon. Well, Time to finish our practice, and then we better relax. Hey, the milk machine is fixed. <laughs> hey, that so, cheerleader just died. Let's wait for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, anybody got a dime, the milk machine's fixed. They go, they put the dime in. Out comes the answers to the big test. And they're like, what? These are test answers. This isn't milk. And it takes them a while. They're not, they're not super <laughs> smart. They could probably use the test answers. Yes, just a...
0: they needed those answers. This wasn't going
1: to go right. well. As they're reading, the the team is standing around reading the test answers. Joker comes in with his goons. They take a picture, and they're like, ha ha ha!
0: Yeah, when the board take of a education picture sees of some guys isn't... holding some paper, well, that'll put a yeah. stop to them. Yeah, when the board of education sees it, you guys are going to be
1: in trouble. Yeah, and the the team's just like, oh no, we're <laughs> gonna get blackmailed. This is Joker awful. And
0: some dropouts are gonna take this to the board of education. But, <laughs> yeah. this was really movie worthy
1: oh yeah no it's fantastic but then up in the the top the mezzanine area of the gymnasium or whatever batman and robin are there and they're like don't worry children we planted those those aren't the real answers susie's alive she told us everything we saved her with our anti-crime anti-poison
0: pellets so she's alive and she helped she led us on to your evil plan it would have been amazing if Batman would have been like don't trust those answers children. The Joker can't even read. <laughs> but you know so they
1: cut back and forth between like the Joker and up to Batman and Robin but every time they're on the Joker there's like a shadow of a bat on the wall. Yeah. I like, think there's like, some... like Batman's cape.
0: Yeah. But then I When they cut like back like to Barry Batman. Golden, the director's choices like because Bruce Adam West keeps crossing his chest. And then there's the shadow of the bat thing. I think that was Murray Golden the director's choice to really hammer home the bat thing like you didn't get it. I mean we'll, we'll see if he does any more but that I hadn't we haven't really seen that previously. I feel like that was just some weird thing he was doing.
1: It's a pretty cool reveal if you're on if the camera's on the Joker and his goons and all of a sudden there's a shadow of a bat, and then you hear his voice. That's kind of cool. Except that there's a shadow of a bat on the wall, but like they immediately cut and he's not standing like that at all. So I don't know what's making that shadow. But it's not at all.
0: Totally different body language. The fight is fantastic though. Like Yeah, so
1: Batman and Robin swing into action,
0: and by swing into action,
1: they run into frame holding a rope from off screen
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love though and, when they immediately attack joker and his goons how there's a point where the goons are just standing there while batman and robin have a conversation while they're yeah. punching <laughs> yeah,
1: they are uh, that was good that's what happens when you that's why you can all you can always beat up dropouts because they
0: just stand there and let you hit them and have a conversation <laughs> they're like punching bags just bouncing back and forth Well, that means it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for
1: everybody's favorite part of Surf Kings of Gotham, the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. In this fight, we have Biff, Pow, Zap, Kapow, Wham, and Clonk. Clonk. This has been Clonk. This has been the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Them's fighting words. Hey, that's a good name for it.
0: Yeah. It's too late now, though. Uh, that ship sailed and then burned at sea.
1: <laughs> so, this is the fight. This is where there's, there's a, because they're in the gym, there's a barbell sitting on the ground uh, with much more weight on it than Dick was lifting. So, they must have had a real, a real <laughs> they athlete. They must have had, had a healthy young
0: man come in to do some <laughs> yeah. weight lifting.
1: So, crazy old Spaniard kicks the weight towards batman like he's gonna trip him or like hit him in the shin so he kicks it and it goes rolling towards batman batman like picks it up off the ground to chest level and then like heaves it
0: yes at a senior citizen (laughs) yeah like he throws the damn barbell at the joker who's a six foot six tall senior (laughs) citizen and barely avoids being killed
1: yeah and then but hey We get the Joker's famous confetti curling ribbon streamers action happening here where they get tied up again.
0: With weird stop motion. Like it was, it looked like Burt Ward spun around once and then they just kept shooting that again and again. Like it, it looked disjointed.
1: Yeah. But I said, I wrote down, hey, the ribbon, because I love that stuff because it's inescapable. There's no way they can get out of that. It takes them hours.
0: Yeah. So Robin's out of action.
1: That's right. And then joker throws a sneezing pill or throws us like a sneezing powder sneezing gas bomb at batman so he's gonna take him out of commission but batman just like smirks at him and smugly is like ha, 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 i predicted you'd do that so i took an anti-allergy pill yeah and then
0: batman thro- smug as hell about the fact that he took some claritin <laughs> and, and how bad is your sneezing
1: powder that it doesn't work again like it it's it's just pollen. Is that all least throwing like I'm going to take advantage of your allergies?
0: <laughs> that's his that's his last resort. Some pollen.
1: Like at least use pepper to make people sneeze. That's no, it's pollen. So anti allergy pill gets the job done. I'm betting on school, seasonal kids. allergies getting me out of this. <laughs> so Batman hurls a batarang and knocks Joker unconscious. Uh, they gather up the the basketball team and they're like, hey, stay in school, kids. There's no easy way out. Make sure you always study, otherwise you'll be thirty years old still in high school.
0: Yeah, so Joker's in a heap on the floor, and Batman's like, "This is what easy living gets you—a yeah. crazy man hitting you in the head with a metal <laughs> thing he pulled out of his belt." Like, what is the like, odds of that happening? Yeah, but then he's like, "Good luck against Disco
1: Tech," and then runs out of the runs out of the gym. There's yeah, no like adults anywhere.
0: Run out of the gym, like it's a it's an awful run that makes the basketball team look good
1: but what like okay so a cheerleader dies there's basketball practice going on there's a big fight in the gym there's like yeah a senior citizen gets brain damage there's there's no coaches there's no athlete there's no adults anywhere there's no teachers there's no principal they're just all this stuff can happen. The game's still going to go on. Nothing like there's there's nothing happening. This is not a real school. I'm starting to think. <laughs> so then, we cut to the end here. I uh, choked. Oh. <laughs> have a good time in jail, Susie. Uh, I'll send you all the cheers as they make him up. The chauffeur is waiting to take you to jail, but it's not real jail. It's like Wayne Foundation. Child grooming center.
0: Yeah, it's one of those perfectly normal and above board young girl grooming centers where there's many other young girls we've taken off the streets and disappeared. (laughs)
1: That's how the Wayne Foundation makes their money.
0: That and human trafficking. Yeah,
1: (laughs) labels and human trafficking. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so show notes, and we're not going to go through all of them because some are just pointless trivia, but uh, the Joker's Las Vegas bookie is named Pete the Swede, an obvious lampoon of Jimmy the Greek. Ha ha ha, so obvious. Yeah. King later provided the cartoon voices of Shecky on Henry barberas 1983-1984 to 1984 CBS Saturday morning series called The Biscuits. So there's that. Uh, Let's see. Not for the first time, one wonders exactly where Batman keeps his bat shield. It folds into quarters, which still leaves with a piece of flat plastic about a foot square. Conveniently, Adam West vaguely tucks it back behind his back, and then the camera cuts away. When Dick Grayson goes undercover to gain information on the Joker inside the candy shop that doubles as the Joker's lair, there is a West Virginia University banner seen on the wall. I saw that, and just as soon as Bray went to school, oh. he was like just rubbing it in the face of his goons. When conversing loudly in the bistro, Batman and Robin provide several clues as to Robin's true identity, to which the nearby diners somehow remain completely oblivious. I mean, they were drunk off their ass, so that's probably what the problem was.
1: yeah, but they did I did notice
0: that. And then there's a big involved thing about Brazil that I'm not going to read, but listeners are totally welcome to go do so if they want to on their own time. Yeah. So we thought we would uh, pad out episodes of Surf Kings with a new thing of ratings. So this is still a work in progress. It'll probably get better or stay exactly the same level of quality as we go forward doing them. I
1: like to think this is the part where we
0: tell you what to think about the episodes we just watched. Yeah, so you can act like you have an opinion when it comes up at work. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll do uh, an overall quality rating. I would say that this, these, this two-parter was a solid. Uh, it felt like a solid nine. Yeah, I can get behind that. I was going to say an eight, uh,
1: just leaving some room to go up. But that it,
0: because yeah, just the general plot of the Joker was. And like, came up with a vending machine scheme to fix a basketball game. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, it was kind of the opposite of the Mad Hatter episode, really. If you if you want to look at it that way, like the Joker was just kind of there. Like he was good as always, but he wasn't. He didn't add it. It could have been any villain. Yeah, I think in that situation, the plot was amazing. Whereas the Mad Hatter episode, it was the dumbest plot and the dumbest (laughs) scheme ever. But the character like made the whole show.
0: Yeah, it was the, the opposite on this so, one. So I'll call it an
1: eight. I guess that averages up to like an eight and a half then.
0: Uh, we talked about doing a Batman rating, which is Batman's overall effectiveness as a crime fighter. Um, I feel like as an overall crime fighter, he stopped the crime, but it wasn't really a crime, and he stopped it in the most spastic way possible. So I'll give him a four. That sounds fair. <clears throat> on the Warden crichton progressive penology
1: scale where we rate how the plot of the overall, the overall scheme of the the villain for the episode, this has got to be a 10. Yeah. I can't imagine a better idea than
0: yeah. blackmailing
1: the high school basketball team with the answers to a test to yeah, get them to I throw mean, the game so you can make money from Pete the Swede.
0: It's petty as hell, but at the same time, it actually hangs together as a scheme. Like that's a thing you could do as opposed to, starting an umbrella factory and burning a man alive in your furnace <laughs> i mean this is a thing you could actually pull off so yeah uh-huh. 10 feels good there and then um uh, the robin scale which is robin's overall viciousness or level of terrifying um based on his on his on his uh stakeout scene i would give it a solid 10
1: yeah he's not crazy in this
0: he's not like savage robin like he's
1: He's trying to play it cool and it doesn't work for him. Like Robin is definitely amazing in this episode. I don't know if I, its he's not on like spider monkey crazy chewing on your
0: leg. Well, Robin I give it a now. 10 because it becomes clear in this episode that he's, he is in the level of unable to function. that That's what he thought would blend in with society. <laughs> so that was my reasoning there was, wow, he's really not equipped to be among people.
1: That's true. He's not, Dick Grayson, Undercover Agent will not be a spinoff, ladies and gentlemen.
0: No, no. Undercover Butler, though, is coming this fall. That's right. Yeah, so that is our episode of episode 16 of Surf Kings of Gotham. Um, Overall, I thought it was fantastic. One of the best ones I've seen so far.
1: Yeah, this one really brought it together. It was a good one-two punch first, second episode, really. What a great scheme. Showing the kids in high school. It was it was fun. It was a funny episode, for sure.
0: And every new scene didn't necessarily escalate the humor of it, but it did take things in a way that I didn't expect because <laughs> my brain just doesn't work that way, and I was <laughs> delighted by each new, each new development. So yeah, that was it for it was us great. for this one. Um, we do have
1: socials. Yeah, check us out on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter at Our Show on Shows, as well as Instagram at Our Show on Shows. We have a website coming soon at OurShowOnShows.com.
0: Yeah. And that's that's all I got. By the time you hear this, we'll most likely have the website running. If not, then if you hear it in the future, it's running. Either way, uh, the website will have write-ups, not just of show notes for Batman, but also... Things we just didn't feel about recording, and instead just wrote down our idiot thoughts about. Can't can't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss a single post, people. It's going to be as
1: amazing as you can imagine. <laughs> it's a cretinous delight from start to finish.
0: All right. Well. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Same bat. Whatever time you listen to your podcast, same bat podcatcher of your choice. Bye, everybody. Bye Dr. Nick.
1: Sir King of Gotham.